Welcome to the Wake Up Call podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Hopkins. By day I work in corporate, but I have an obsession with all things personal development. So I became a life coach and started this podcast as a way to help others break free from living a life that's good on the outside and wake up to the one they actually want. When I got to my most uncertain place, all I wanted was someone to say, hey Alicia, you're a little off course and this is what you need to do. That's what I wanna be for you. This podcast is a place where I want to share my experiences and provide you with community, knowledge, and inspiration to make change in your life. Sometimes we get a little lost and need help course correcting. If this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Let this be your wake up call. Now let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so happy to be here with you. It is December. I can't believe it. 2022 is knocking on our door. We're in the middle of the holidays. It's crazy. And with that said, I just wanted to give you a quick update that this will be the last episode of December. I'm going to take the next two weeks off for a little bit of like a creative reboot, we'll call it. And also with the intention of just slowing down a bit and enjoying, you know, family, friends and slowing down a little. So I hope you get the opportunity to do the same. And guys, this episode, I am so excited to bring it to you. You're going to notice it's a bit longer than a typical episode, but think of it as giving you a little extra content to bridge the gap until the show is back live again on January 3rd. We are jumping into human design. Do you know about human design? I know there's a lot of buzz around different like personality assessments. A lot of people are really into like the Enneagram. And to be honest, I just don't know enough about that yet. So I'm not quite there yet. But one thing I've really gravitated to this year is human design. And I find it fascinating. It's really an amazing tool to understand kind of like your energy blueprint of who you are and how you're designed to operate in this world. And as I've gained greater understanding of my human design, I'm noticing more ease and almost like an ownership of who I am and why I operate the way I do. It's also given me some really great insights about my true nature from like an energetic standpoint of who I am. And I can see when I've operated against that, those have been the times where I have felt more burned out or just spent, right? My guest today is Jess Bubbaco. She's the owner and founder of Love Your Woo. She's a speaker, she's a teacher, a mentor, and she's helping to create a world where woo is no longer weird and it's your greatest wisdom. I'm freaking obsessed. I do think that I love the woo-woo and I think that there is so much to be learned when we don't make it this like weird thing. You're gonna see in this conversation with Jess, the amount of practical knowledge and application that she shares as it relates to human design. She's going to tell you more about it. So if you're hearing me talk about human design and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about, Alicia, just wait. Jess is going to tell you the origin, what it is. She is a wealth of knowledge in the topic of human design, and I'm thrilled to have her on the podcast sharing her knowledge. I also wanted to pass a brief tip to you to maximize your experience of this episode. Like I said, it's a longer episode. There is a lot of information that Jess presents to us. Don't worry, it's super fascinating and interesting. But if you don't already know what your human design type is, and that's going to be a word like generator, manifesting generator, projector, you might want to go ahead and run your human design chart using one of the free websites mentioned in the show notes of the podcast. You're going to hear your your energy type. And as Jess tells more about that, if you know who you are, I think the information is going to resonate more deeply with you. And something that's really cool, at the very end, you're going to get a glimpse of what a human design reading looks like. I've actually never done a full one. I've just, you know, found the insights from when I've done my own, you know, running the chart and doing research from it. But Jess had my chart and she shares some things with it. And you're going to notice I get kind of taken aback at the accuracy of the information she says. I mean, like I had to gain my composure. I was really floored by it. So guys, I'm so excited to jump into this conversation. And on behalf of the Wake Up Call podcast, I just want to wish you a healthy, happy holiday season. And I can't wait to connect with you in 2022. That sounds so crazy. So I hope you enjoy this episode and that you gain some insights that are meaningful to you and get you as geeked out about human design as I am. So let's jump into it. So Jess, I can't wait to talk with you, pick your brain, learn from your wisdom. How's it going today? 
Oh, so good. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. And I love talking about and jamming out on human design. So this is going to be a lot of fun. This before we um, hit record, I told Jess, this is going to be one of those interviews where I like nerd out and I forget that I'm recording a podcast because I just love this stuff so much. So for anyone out there that maybe they have no idea what human design is, can you give us just kind of like a general overview? What is human design? What's it all about? All the good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So human design is a system that was downloaded from the ethers, if you will, by this man. Um, his name is Ra Uruhu, and he brought this system through. And it is a system that is based in astrology, the Chinese I Ching, the Judaic Kabbalah, quantum physics. Um, and it really pulls together the energy of who you are. I like to think of human design as a sort of map or outline or user manual, if you will, for your car, but you are your car. And so when you open up your human design, when you start to study your human design, it really becomes a user manual for understanding yourself, how your energy works, who you are, what your purpose is. The layers of human design can go really, really deep. But as we start to really learn and understand some of the basic components of our human design, which we'll talk about today, it will really help you to start to understand really how to follow your intuition, how to trust yourself, how to create your life in a way that feels really good and authentic for you, especially living in a world where we've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, we've got all these different social media platforms. We can see whatever, you know, anyone in the world that has a computer or a cell phone that has social media, we can see what other people are doing. And it's so easy to fall into the comparison trap of like this person's around my age, you know, they're for, for me, for example, right. I'm, I'm 32. Uh, they're married. They've got kids, you know, they're, they're climbing the ladder in corporate. Maybe I should be doing the same thing. Like, is there something wrong with me? It really helps us to pull the, pull the lens back and go, hold on, wait, that's just something I'm seeing out there. That's not necessarily what's exactly right for me. Uh, you know, this is actually the story. It gives us the story of our own life and, and it pu puts us back into the, this very empowered place. And it also really gives us a language to be able to describe and come to a common place with others to be able to say, Hey, you know what? I'm a this type or a that type. And that means that my energy runs in this way. And, um, you know, it gives, it gives a common language around, I think energy. So that's kind of a lot to answer your question, but really think about human design is it's a user manual to understand my energy, how my energy works, how I make decisions, what my life purpose is, some of the challenges and struggles I might experience. Like it gives you a lot of information to really put you in the driver's seat of your own life. I love that so much. And I love that you're also bringing it to kind of the operator's manual and really focusing on your energy. And, you know, we'll get into, we're going to pull some things from my chart here in a little bit, but actually, how do we get the chart of human design before I go on my other tangent? How does one even get a human design chart? Yeah, absolutely. So it's based upon your date of birth, time of birth, and place of birth. And so you can go over to freehumandesignchart.com or myhumandesign.com or jovianarchive.com, whatever one you like. There's a lot of different platforms that you can use to put in your time of birth, date of birth, and place of birth. And what it's basically going to do is look at where the planets were in the sky at the time that you were born. And then based upon where they were, it's going to dictate what parts of the chart are lit up and how your energy works. The thing that I find so interesting about it is I find that I've been a bit more intuitive, like me embracing things that maybe someone might say like, oh, that's so woo woo. Like to me, I'm like, no way, man, that I just take it as like, that is the coolest thing ever. I really encourage someone out there that might be hearing, you know, these words of like energy and your chart and astrology. And if you're thinking like, what are these people talking about? I really want you to be open to this idea because I know in my experience, as I've come to learn more from the things I've pulled from my chart, it's actually helped me to understand and put, like you said, even like language around some things that I've experienced in my life, but like, I didn't realize it. Like, for example, I don't like to make decisions on the spot. I never have. And I went through a lot of my life feeling like this was a shortcoming of mine. Like I've worn this label of like indecisive, like I've felt shame around it. And, you know, as we'll get into, but 
when I look at my chart, that's actually how my energy is designed to make decisions. I don't make them on the spot. I have to kind of really feel into things. So I say this to say someone out there that maybe has never run their chart when, when you do, and you start learning more about it, you might really be surprised how much it helps you step more into yourself and maybe, you know, even like me release some of the shame or, you know, bad feelings you felt about, you know, why you don't operate like someone else or the way you think you quote unquote should. On that note, I just want to say, I think that human design, it is, it's called the science of differentiation. And so there's a lot of science behind human design and, and the different, um, I mean, even astrology is a science. And so the thing I want to just say is like, this is coming into corporate. Like I do talks in corporate about human design. I did a talk, um, at a corporation, a large corporation on manifesting. Like this stuff is coming into the mainstream and energy is currency in any, any form, you know, whether it's your attention, your attention is energy, whether it's the money that is in your wallet, money is a form of energy, you know, everything is energy. And I think we we've all walked into a room before and been like, Ooh, I think parents just had a fight. Like, cause something feels weird or, you know, it's, you know, you, you have an experience where you walk in and you're like, okay, uh, something feels off. We all read energy, every single one of us on a consistent basis, even if it's somebody's facial expression changing and their body, you know, their body language changing, we are sentient beings as humans. So whether you're somebody who really relates on this bigger scale of like, you know, talking about energy and intuition and chakras and all this stuff, cool. Then that can, that might be your language of energy. You know, maybe you're somebody who's just like, I just get a bad feeling about that person. Or I just, whatever, however you describe it, we're all always connected with energy and we are all energy. So what I would invite people to do, and like I said, I, I do this with corporations. I go into businesses. This is, this is, this is coming. People are interested. People want to know how to maximize growth and support their, their, their teams and all of that. And, you know, when we really look at human design, what I, what I actually, when I go into um, a corporation or a small business, what I'm talking about is decision-making style, helping people understand through human design, how they make decisions best, which I think we could all use every single one of us to really understand that. Um, I'm talking about energy management. How can you help your teams actually manage their energy better to be more effective in the work, in work at home um, and self-leadership? Because when we actually have these tools in our pocket, you know, especially with human design, people start to lead themselves. They start to go, oh, you know what? Actually, this is where my boundary is. This is actually a no for me. Oh, you know what? I am really good at this, but I've been afraid to move in that direction. So we can really break these things down into not just these sort of ethereal and what someone might think of as like woo-woo stuff. It actually can be broken down into really practical, tangible um, information that we can use in our everyday lives. I just think that's so important. And thank you for level setting that because the more we come to understand ourselves, how we, how we perform best individually, how can we perform in a team? That's all good stuff. It's no different than any of this other, you know, personal development work or, you know, other learnings that we go through. And I just, I really have found that in the world of personal development and personal growth, all that stuff, human design has been very practical and has actually helped me step more into how I operate best. And I find that I'm showing up different from it, whether it's in job, how I show up in my personal life, anything that gives us greater understanding of ourselves in my book is a win. So again, just thank you for kind of bringing that back, level setting it, giving it a baseline, because this really is very valuable a lot of science behind it and super practical. You've told us, you know, what is human design? How do we run a chart? So now someone's run their chart and they're going to start seeing, you know, different terms out there. So can you tell us what are the energy types? Like what are the five types of, I guess, what would I say? The five styles, types of energy. How do I describe that? Yeah. So, okay. So for anybody out there, who's taken like a Myers-Briggs or any other personality test out there, 
personality tests look at people on an archetypical basis, right? Even if you like astrology, maybe you are somebody who's really actually interested. My, my business is called love your woo. So I love talking about the woo, but I'm also can talk about it in practical terms as well. When we look at any of these tests, they're talking about archetypes of energy and every single one of us is going to express those archetypes differently. You could have, I think maybe an ENFJ. I, I don't even know Myers-Briggs that, Briggs that well. You could have three people in the same room who are all ENFJs and they all you know, are similar in nature, but they express those archetypes differently. When we look at human design, the first thing that we typically look at is which one of the five archetypes of energy do you fit into? And then there's, there's also archetypical energy throughout that, this test, but we're really looking at these five archetypes and the five archetypes, their energy each runs very differently. So we have the manifester, the manifesting generator, the generator, the reflector, and the projector. Each of these energy types is going to, again, operate a bit differently in the world and operate with other people a bit differently because human design really actually is the, the study of our auric field and how our aura impacts the energy of the people around us and how it moves through the world. When we look at these, these again, so we've got manifester, manifesting generator, generator, reflector, and projector. This is called your type. Even though some of these have the word like manifester or manifesting generator in them, it doesn't mean that some types can manifest and some types can't. We all manifest. It actually just speaks to how we manifest differently. And so when we look at a human, somebody's human design, and let's say you're a total newbie to human design, the first three things that you're going to want to know and sort of master for yourself. And I think it's an ever evolving process. It's going to be type. Like I just talked about, I'll explain what they mean in a moment, authority and your strategy. And we'll, we'll touch on all of these, but I would say if you're new and you're starting out, start with type strategy and authority. And if you have been working with your human design for a long time, even coming back to your type strategy and authority, I can continuously work, come back to mine and work with it. It's probably the most important things for you to really uh, master and get the foundation of. I love that. So, okay. So yeah. newbie to human design, they want to know their type authority and strategy. So yeah. can you go ahead? Let's look at the types. Can you give us like a brief overview of each of the five? Yes. So let's start with the manifester. Um, if you go to freehumandesignchart.com, you're actually going to see that the language is slightly different. I worked, uh, I've done a lot of my training underneath Karen Curry Parker, and she has evolved the language of human design into what's called quantum human design. And so you'll see, I'm going to actually use both names uh, so that in case you go there and you want to look at Karen's stuff and you're interested, you can check out her quantum human design language. So the manifester or is, is in quantum language called the initiator. Manifestors energy runs, I'm a manifester. Manifestors energy runs very differently than the other types. Manifestors energy, they're very good at initiating tasks and initiating things, getting things started. They're not often great at the completion of the task. I often think about, I'm not a huge uh, football buff, uh, although I did go to Penn State, I'm not like super well-versed on, uh, and I was a cheerleader too, but I'm not well-versed on football, sad. Um, but I think of manifestors as the quarterback. They throw the ball, they get the, you know, they get the energy going. And so manifestor, if you are a manifestor, your energy likely works in big bursts and spurts. And you might have this big burst of energy and a creative idea that moves through you. And you're like, yes, we've got to do, X, Y, and Z thing. This is the idea. Let's get it moving. And then you, you might find um, that it's hard for you to carry it through all the way to completion. Or if you've had a lot of conditioning and you've lived around a, a lot of generators in your life or manifesting generators, you might be good at carrying things through to completion, but you might also find that sometimes um, you get really burned out because you're just pushing, pushing, pushing yourself to get things done. So manifestors are here to have an impact 
they're here to initiate. They're not necessarily here to carry things through to completion, but they work really well with the other types in order to bring their ideas through to fruition. So for example, I'm a manifester. I am really great in my business at getting ideas kicked off. Like I'm like, this is what we need to do. And then I have hired two amazing manifesting generators. Actually, there's three of them. And they're like, okay, here's the structure. Here's the flow. Here's what needs to be done. They're great at building, helping me build. Um, I give them a lot of content to do that with. And then they, they really help with the structure. So that's the manifester, which then leads me into the manifesting generator. So manifesting generator is the traditional human design name. In quantum human design, they are called time vendors. Manifesting generators or time vendors are, um, I think, amazing beings who can get so much done. And it blows my mind how they do it in such a short period of time, which again is like the they are time vendors. Manifesting generators tend to move quickly and they're masterful builders. When we look at a manifesting generator's energy, they do often have the energy to um, get something started. And then they also have the energy to um, not always carry it through to completion, but actually make sure that whatever it is that they're building or creating, that they it, it has a solid foundation of some kind. They might end up passing it off to other people to finish it. But with manifesting generators, they are multi-passionate people. Often they have multiple different interests that are happening at one time, and they're going to find the fastest and most efficient way to build and create whatever it is that they're, they're building and creating. So for example, you might find that a manifesting generator has a great idea. They, um, you know, the universe, their strategy, which I forgot to mention the strategy for the uh, manifester, which I'll mention in a second, but their strategy is to inform and respond. So it, this is kind of their manifesting style. They're going to inform people of what they want to do. So for example, a manifesting generator is, um, is a coach and is ready to kick off a new program. And they start informing the, the people in their communities online that they're ready to uh, start this program on this topic around, uh, let's say, around money. What they're going to notice is who starts to respond to their idea. And they start to hear people in their community going, oh, my gosh, I love that idea. I am so interested in that. I'm really struggling with money. I would really love support around that. Now they have something to respond to. And they're going to start building something based upon that. They might say, they might hear their clients saying like, these are the three things I struggle with, with money or whatever it may be. And that's the universe kind of giving them the go ahead of like, yes, start, start building, start creating. And they're going to build a program around money. That's like maybe from, it's going to teach people, you know, how to, how to create money or how to manage money or whatever the thing is, um, and they're going to, they're going to help to fast track people to get there. Like manifesting generators are, again, they're time benders. They want to, they want to see what steps can we skip? You know, how can we do things differently, quickly, more efficiently, et cetera. Um, and so they're very masterful in that. And again, sometimes their interests tend to change. They start going in one direction and they're like, okay, we're going to do this. We're creating this thing. And suddenly they start to lose interest in that direction. And then they find they want to move in another direction. Something else is lighting them up. Um, so they, they, again, do kind of have these creative bursts, but the difference between the manifesting generator and the manifester is that the manifesting generator tends to have more bandwidth and they have the idea and then they start building and they're like, okay, how can we fast track this? How can we, you know, build this in a, in a masterful way and start to get things done. And then they know when they need to move on from it and maybe have other people manage it, et cetera. Um, and the manifestor strategy is actually just to inform. So whereas the manifesting generator is going to inform everybody of what they, you know, want to create, and they're going to get started and see what starts showing up for them to respond to in order to create that thing. The manifestor is just straight informing. They're like, okay, here's what we're going to do, right? And then everybody else is like, okay, they're going to take that. They're going to respond to it. They're going to go and build it. So if you're a manifestor, you've got to be informing people of what you're doing, what you're thinking, what you want to be bringing through, et cetera, so that other people know what you need, and then they can take the ball and run with it.
next let's talk about the generator. Generators are um, master, another masterful builder. When we look at generators, generators energy, I find if a generator is really in alignment and we, that's what we have to look at as well. If you're burned out, if you've been overworking yourself in a, a job that you really dislike, maybe a relationship that uh, it's, you know, doesn't feel fulfilling for you. Some, you might not actually resonate with your type because you might be really in a space of burnout. So always, you know, taking, if you're going, well, it doesn't really resonate. I'm always tired. I don't really have a lot of energy. I don't feel inspired by anything. Take a look around your life and ask yourself what might not be working anymore or what am I engaging in that I actually don't love? If I'm a manifester, am I working myself to death um, and not letting myself follow those bursts of energy? Start to take a pulse for your life. When we look at a generator, Generators tend to wake up in the morning with a full tank of gas. They're ready to go. And then they are, they kind of burn that gas all day long. They're building, they're doing, they're creating, and then they crash into bed at the end of the night they, once they've used up all of their energy. And generators are really here to be, they're called alchemists in quantum human design. They're here to build things and build them well and build things to last. Oftentimes where the manifesting generator is just like running and going and skipping over steps, oftentimes the generator is like, whoa, 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 hold on. We can go quickly. We can build quickly because I can build quickly, but we need to make sure it's built well and built to last and make sure that we're doing it cor correctly in whatever way correctly means, right? The generator tends to get into more of the details. It doesn't mean that they won't have multiple interests, but I just find they tend to move a bit more methodically. And when we look at generators as well, it's really important for generators because their strategy is just simply to respond. It's really important for generators to be putting themselves into situations, communities where they have the opportunity to respond. So let's say for example, and responding means you want to be paying attention to what's happening in the environment around you and what people are saying in order to um, notice what lights you up and respond to that. So for example, when we're looking at manifesting, my uh, a client of mine said to me today, she said, I was, um, she was researching something online and she saw this women's group and she's really into women's empowerment. And she saw this thing that just totally lit her up. This woman was running this group. They were looking for, for facilitators. She had been following this woman's content. And this woman posted something about these groups that she runs. And my client was like, she got so lit up by the idea of being able to help facilitate something for this group that really aligns with this cause that she loves but she like immediately reached out. She got a gut, a gut yes, which we'll talk about. That's our authority in a little bit. But she got this feeling of like, I need to reach out to that woman. And she reached out to the woman. And now the woman's like, hey, we want you as a facilitator. She sent her a presentation of some kind to share what she was up to. The thing is, is as a generator, it's not waiting for something to respond to where you're just kind of like sitting back on your couch being like, oh, I'll just wait till somebody calls me or somebody shows up and gives me an opportunity. You want to be paying attention and be very attuned to your communities, to the people around you, the opportunities around you, and just notice what lights you up. Because instead of the hustle culture, push, make things happen, go, go, go. Uh, you know, we're supposed to initiate and make things happen. That's more of a manifester. And even with manifestors, you can't just necessarily hustle, hustle push and make things happen. Sometimes there's a bit of waiting for the right timing. But as a generator, you will find that if you actually pull yourself back from being like, I got to make, make things happen, I've got to do, 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 you'll actually find that what starts to happen around you is you start to notice that there's opportunity everywhere. Even the laundry being on the floor is something for you to respond to. So I always tell generators, pay attention to what lights you up. There's a book called The Celestine Prophecy for anybody who's uh, read The Celestine Prophecy. I'm currently reading it. I might do a book club on it because I love this book so much. They talk about in this book, this idea of like paying attention to your intuition and noticing like what path in front of you lights up. Does the colors of the trees start to light up and start to call you in that direction? As a generator, get into your body 
and notice what excites you instead of just kind of running on adrenaline or doing what in your mind you think you're supposed to do. Pay careful attention to what your body is saying to you because there will be a lot of information there. And like I said, we'll talk about authority in a little bit, which can really help us understand um, how we how we decide if we're going to say yes to the thing we're responding to or how we're going to, as a manifester, are you going to say yes to uh, this idea that's come through you that you want to get started on? Then we have our projectors. Projectors, I just love. I think projectors are amazing because projectors are here to be our new age guides. They are here to do things differently. When we look at projectors, they are guides. They are here to look at all of the energy that's happening around them. They're here to look at the manifestors who are like, let's just get this started. Then I'm going to peace out. I need some help with the rest of it. The generators and the manifesting generators who are like buzzing around, they're building, building, building. They're making things happen. They're creating. And then the projector kind of stands in the back and looks at everybody and goes, okay, they're all doing their thing. They're really excited, right? Their energy is going. But here's actually how we could guide this in a different direction to work more efficiently together. A lot of the times projectors have this ability to understand energy and innately and be able to see again, like how things fit together, how we could work better together. Um, they're able to often see this bigger picture. And so when you have a projector, their strategy is to wait for the invitation. Again, this does not mean sitting back on your laurels, you know, like just waiting for somebody to come to your house and, you know, Cinderella style invite you to the ball. This actually is about sitting back and not jumping in to be like, okay, we could do this and we could do this better. And we could do that better. We could do, it's actually about saying, I'm a projector. These are my gifts. This is what I love to do. I'm really good at guiding people and I'm going to let myself actually be in my gifts and appreciate my gifts and love my gifts. I'm going to keep showing up in them and I'm going to notice who notices me. I'm going to notice where there's an energetic invitation or a door that's open. And that could be as simple as I see a projector across the room and I look at them and I'm like, I give them a smile and I start to kind of open my energy to this projector, right? That's an invitation to bring energy in. I didn't even realize I did this as a manifester. All of my best friends, for the most part, are projectors because my energy moves really fast. And I'm an Aries also. So sometimes I'm a little heated and fiery. And I'm like, please help back me down from this cliff and tell me like what I might not be seeing correctly. Cause I know you can see things from a different perspective. So as a projector, try not to push your energy into any space to say like, well, I know how this could be done better. And I know how you could all work better together because the odds are you actually do know how that could be done. But if people aren't actually recognizing you for who you are and seeing that as your gift through physically inviting you in or recognizing you for something or just starting to open their energy to you, you might feel really resentful. Like, why is no one seeing me? Why is no one seeing that I'm as good at this as I am? Like, et cetera. So I always tell projectors like self-care, 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 doing less is actually more for a projector. And the time is going to come as we're in this massive deconstruction of like what business looks like and corporate and all these things where like, I just feel like the, the projector's real role of being able to, you don't have to build, build, build everything, but this ability to actually step back and be like, I see you. I see all of the things I see what you're capable of. Like you're, you're, the day is coming where society is structured even more for a projector, but you still play a massively important role in what the world looks like right now. So notice who notices you notice who appreciates you and bring your genius in because the second you do like you light on fire and you go out there and you're, you, you do have that energetic capacity to, to get things, you know, get things done by way of, you know, guiding but as projectors, similar to the manifester, your energy kind of is going to wax and wane. So it's going, it's not, it, it might work a bit more in bursts and spurts like the manifester um, versus the manifesting generator and the generator who are like, let's go, let's make things happen. I've got a full tank of gas, like all, you know, all hands on deck, let's do this. 
projectors and manifestors, they need that, that self-care time. They need time to, to, um, their, their energy cyclical, it's going to work in bursts and waves. So set yourself up in a way where if you need self-care, you can take it for yourself. Even if it's just going on a walk during your lunch break from the hospital or whatever it may be, um, make sure you're putting in time to put your feet on the ground, dispel your energy and just take care of yourself in the way that you need to and surround yourself with people who see you for who you are and see the unique genius of who you are. Okay. And now in closing, let's go to the reflector. Reflectors are only 1% of the population. So it's a very small and rare percentage of the population. Um, but reflectors are really amazing. Reflectors charts are, um, the, what's called totally open. They have a totally open chart. And so reflectors actually are here to reflect back to us how we're doing. I know a couple of um, coaches who are reflectors who are just amazing and brilliant because they can often see similar to a projector, but a bit different. Like they're going to amplify back to you like how your energy is. They're going to be an energetic reflection of that. So they might be like, if they're not feeling good around you and you're not feeling good, like they're going to reflect back that energy to you. So reflectors have this innate capacity and ability to be able to tell us how we're doing so that we can make the changes that we might need to make. The projector is going to guide everybody, but the reflector is going to be like, okay, here's how the health of this organization is or this relationship or whatever it may be. So reflectors really need to pay attention to their energy and their energetic environment. Who am I surrounding myself with? Does the energy of my home feel good? Because they're very, very energetically sensitive. Um, and so reflectors, again, they need time to, um, they need time to rest. They need time to make sure that they're uh, taking care of their energy. You know, if they're around people that feel draining or exhausting, maybe setting different boundaries for yourself. I, uh, uh, there's a, an analogy in human design that the reflector is basically like the audience. They're going to reflect back to the people who are on stage, how they're doing. So it's really important to have, I believe, reflectors in our organizations who can be like, you know what, kind of going in a different direction with love your woo than where you thought you wanted to go, you know, and we really need to look at getting everything back into alignment. So with reflectors, really honoring this innate gift that you have to be able to, um, yeah, reflect back to people how they're doing and see what might need to be changed or how we can get back into alignment. Really, really um, profound information can come from a reflector. And same thing, reflectors need rest because their energy is so open. But I would say most important thing for a reflector is like curate your environment to feel so good for you curate your friendships to feel so good and so supportive for you. Anywhere where there's energetic drains or things that don't feel good for your energy, invite yourself to really consider why you're keeping it in your life. And then your strategy is actually to wait a moon cycle because reflectors are lunar beings. And so their, their decision-making style is going to be, um, well, they don't actually have a strategy. We'll talk about decision-making in a little bit, but they're going to wait a moon cycle basically to, um, to make a decision for themselves. So if something comes into your life and you're like, okay, do I want to bring this thing forth or not? What you really want to do is it's like, okay, I'm going to wait a, a couple of weeks. I'm going to give this a couple of weeks to really feel into it and feel if it's the right decision for me. Because over a moon cycle, I'm going to know if this is a yes or a no for me. And it doesn't mean for something like pizza, you know, going out to dinner at night. It's really about like for the bigger things that you're considering in your life. Um, really taking your time to feel into it. And also know that, let's say, for example, you've been thinking about moving for the past three months and you're like, okay, I'm thinking about it. It's feeling good. It's feeling really good. It's feeling better and better. And suddenly an offer shows up for you to move to a new location. You don't necessarily have to wait 28 days because you've all already been considering if you want to do this thing or not. You've already been feeling into it and you've already decided it feels good. So when the opportunity comes, you can actually jump on it versus being like, oh, I have no authority. Like I'm just supposed to wait. It's like, notice what you've been thinking about. Notice what you've been energetically processing through um, because likely you've already been 
thinking about it and feeling into it for quite some time before it comes time to actually take action for yourself. So that was a very long-winded way to answer the question of give us a quick overview of the five types, but that's the five types and how they work. I have to say, well, first I'm so impressed guys. If you like see Jess, she does not have notes. She knows all this. I'm telling you, she's like a guru with this. She knows her stuff, but you know, Jess, what really struck me is hearing you. And of course, right. When I got to mine, I'm a generator and I felt so freaking seen. And what, what strikes me too, is just how practical this is. And that, you know, if you're out there listening and you know, your type, or as you know, your type, I'm going to guess what Jess the words she gave the descriptors of each one, when, when she got to your type, I'm going to guess you identified with it. And what also comes to mind to me too, is like, I just kept thinking energy management and how it almost becomes like, this gives you your personalized blueprint to understand how you really move in the world, whether that's about your job, how do you process information? When you said, you know, talking about like generators, like in the morning, I do, it's like, I, I can't wait to take on the world. But then at the end of the night, like done goodbye, nothing left in me. And that makes complete practical sense to me to hear that. And Mm -hmm. before we get into authority, I just had a real quick question for you, because I know when I first learned about the types and I would hear descriptions of various ones. And I'm like, that one sounds better than mine. It's not Mm -hmm. like a better, right? Like, what do you say to someone that they're like, "Eh, but a reflector sounds so cool. Like what, how do you handle that? If somebody's like, what's the best type? Yeah. A lot of people will hear like manifester and they're like being a manifester. Like I want to be a manifester. Manifester sounds so cool. And it's like, you can just do what you want whenever you want. And like man, being a man, every single one of them has setbacks and, and uh, you know, strengths and weaknesses, if you want to call it that. And, you know, like, for example, I love being a manifester. I love my ability to be like, let's get stuff done. I've got this idea. This is the thing. But then my life works in these spurts where like literally currently I am in a downswing and I'm like, anything I try to do is just like not working and I need to rest. If people looked at my business from the back end, they'd be like, how do you have as successful as a, of a business as you have? I mean, based upon my own ideology of what success means to me, right? It's going to be different to everybody. And I even thought about that today. I'm like, I work like 50% of the time of what I right what I should be doing, but still that conditioned belief of, oh, I should be doing more. I should, it still comes up because of how our society is, is, you know, kind of created and run. So I, what I would say is like, everybody is built to create differently. And like, you chose to be a generator in this lifetime. I chose to be a manifester and like, you know, we get to experience what it's like to be a different type at times when we're with different types, because we get to be in their energy and see what they experience and how they experience the world. So I would say I used to always long to be a manifesting generator uh, because they can get so much done. And yet at the same time, you know, I lived with my best friend this summer and I'm like, I just could never do that. And that's okay. You know, but I get to experience that energy when I'm with her and I get to be in awe of her. And I also get to hire manifesting generators. You know, we get to all work together. And I think my best friend, Alex always says, um, life is a team sport and, uh, business is a team sport. And so I'd say, you know, spend time with another type and, and, and also spend type time with people who are like you as well, you know, that are your type. Cause it can be a lot of fun to play with. Totally. And, and I see, I, in another like kind of practical application way, I can completely understand how, when you say you're presenting to corporate and, you know, companies are starting to get kind of like hip to the jive of this, it makes total sense as far as better understanding how your people operate. So like, how do you set them up for success? So everybody wins. So I just, I, I love it. I think it's fascinating. If you were to say, then you mentioned authority, what are the authorities? What does that mean? I'm going to run through these very quickly. Um, Yeah. Our authority is how we make decisions. And so you're going to see on your chart that it's going to say emotional, sacral, um, lunar, mental, self-projected. This is like, I talked about your strategy, right? So if the manifestor is informing the universe or informing their team that they want to uh, write a book, for example, this is how you know the timing of when it's time to write it or how you make the decision on when to say yes and get started on whatever the decision is that you're making. 
So, and this is such a practical application in corporate as well, because it's like, if I know, let's say, for example, you and I are both emotional, um, we're both emotional authority, which means when you see something to respond to, right, you saw my stuff online, for example, instead of just like jumping in and immediately saying yes, you actually want to take a step out of my energy. So like close down Instagram or turn off my podcast or whatever. You want to step out of the energy and you want to give yourself a little bit of time to feel into the decision because for emotional authority, emotional authority might go, yes, let's do this. And then it's like, eh, I don't really know if I want to do it. Is this really right? Should I do it? And then it's like, yeah, you know what? It actually feels good. And that's like, mm, but, and so what you want to do is as emotional authority, you want to let that emotional wave roll and let yourself move through that kind of like bouncing back and forth, maybe between yes and no, and feeling into your decision. What you're doing is you're feeling into the decision from all sides. Um, and when you feel this sense of like 80% sure and any sense of like, I call it like anxiousness, but it's really like the like back and forth energy. When you start to feel that energy settle, you're about 80% sure. And you're like, this feels really settled in my body. I might not even hundred percent know that this is a yes, but I'm just like, it just feels good and right. That's when you act on it. And that's when you say yes, or you say no. And if you're emotional authority and you just can't, you're like waving and it's up and it's down, it's up and it's down. That's likely a no for right now. When we look at sacral authority or what they call a pure generator or manifesting generator, this would only apply to these two types. It means you've got what's called sacral authority, which means in the moment you can make your yes or no decision. Your gut's either going to go, uh-huh, let's do it, or uh-uh, let's not do it. If you have sacral authority, I've heard people talk about this lately, you might get like a maybe, right? You're like, it feels like a yes, but it's not quite time yet. When you've got that sort of maybe feeling, it might just be showing you like the correct timing hasn't dropped, or there's a piece of information that I don't have. I talked to a friend today, I was telling him about another friend's program that I want to introduce him to. I think he would be a great fit for it. And he was like, I'm getting like a yes, because he's sacral authority. He's like, I'm getting a yes, but I'm also getting like, I need to meet her and get into her energy and feel what my sacral feels like if I get that full body yes when I'm with her or not. So I would say with sacral people, if there's like a piece that's missing, like a maybe it could be a timing issue, or it could be that like you need a little bit more information to get that full bodied yes or that full bodied no. Some people also have been not trusting and listening to their gut for so long that you might find that you're like, I don't get a yes or a no. What I would invite you to do is start inviting and asking your family members to ask you yes, no questions. So instead of, hey, how do you feel about pizza? for dinner to, or how do you, what do you feel like eating tonight? It's like, do you want pizza? Listen to your gut it goes, uh-huh. Okay, great. You want ice cream? Uh-uh. You want vegan? Uh-uh. Ask yourself yes, no questions to actually turn it, have people ask them to you to turn that response back on. For, a, uh, for an emotional authority person, it's going to be much better to say, how do you feel about pizza tonight? And you're like, I'm feeling good, right? You want to get into the feels because that's what emotional authority does. When we look at self-projected authority, you need to talk out your decisions. And this would be for a projector. You've got to hear yourself say the answer that you want to say. So give your, get people who can just listen and not impart their opinions on you and what you're wanting so that you can literally hear yourself say out loud the thing that you want. Next, we've got ego projected authority. And so when we look at ego authority, this is going to be a manifester or a projector. You are somebody who it's like, do I want to commit my energy to this? Right. I know I got, I'm like, yes, we can do this. Like I I've got that willpower because the heart is really this willpower energy. It's do I want to commit my energy to this? Do I want to commit my energy fully and completely to it? And that's going to give you your yes or your no. So you're really going to want to consider your commitments and think them through kind of beginning to end. What is this going to look like? And do I have the energy to do it? Next, we look at mental projectors. And when we look at mental projectors, mental projectors have a lot of mental energy, uh, but the rest of their chart is open. So they're really going to want to feel through their decisions. They may have to talk them out, but it's going to take you some time as a mental projector to uh, feel into the energy of whatever it is that you're considering doing for yourself and feeling, you know, give yourself the time to talk it out, to think it out um, and to 
really, when I say feel into your decision, the emotional authority is going to go, yes, no, yes, no. You want to actually feel and sense the energy of the decision that you're about to make and notice how it feels to be in the energy of, do I want to go to this party? Do I want to go to this thing? How does the energy feel behind it? And then we've got our lunar beings, uh, our, our, uh, reflectors are, they're going to have a uh, lunar authority, which I talked about is kind of that up and down. And you've got to throughout that 28 days, feel into your decision, give yourself a full moon cycle to decide because when I say a reflector is ruled by the moon, what it basically means is the moon in 28 days is going to go through all of these gates and you're going to be able to feel if you consistently feel the same way about your decision over the 28 days. So give yourself the time feel to feel into big decisions, not the small ones like what to eat. Then we have splenic authority. And when we look at splenic authority, that'll be a manifester or a projector. Splenic authority is about listening to your intuitive hit in the moment. Does your intuitive hit say, go talk to that person, right? Um, does it give you, it might give you a yes or a no as well, but it's going to give you information in that moment. Maybe you get, have a dream, a really vivid dream that's like, oh, I've got to, I've got to sign up for this thing. or I've got to do this thing. Pay attention to the subtlety of what your intuition says. And so again, you're going to take your type in your strategy. So you're like, oh, I'm here to respond when something shows up to respond to, I've got to follow my emotional wave. When, uh, if you're, you know, a manifester with splenic authority, okay, I'm ready. I'm getting ready. I'm ready to drop this book. I'm ready to inform people. Is my intuition giving me the go on it? That's going to tell you, that's going to inform you of your timing. I'm a big fan of anything that helps us understand ourselves better and how we operate because then you have more ease in your life. Like the word alignment just keeps coming up and understanding like where in your life are you operating against your design? And like, what are the shifts you can make to get better in alignment with your energy type? Ease also is just, for me, I think I've started to really have more of it. The more I learn about my design and how can I set up my life? Like, you know, aspects of my job or, you know, relationships, things like that. Um, it's really been so helpful. And I just, I really want to thank you because you've given us a lot of meaty content. And I think that what's going to be super valuable is, you know, someone runs their chart, they pop in this, you know, pop in their earphones, listen to this podcast. And I think that you're, you know, you're going to really feel illuminated. Like, wow, this, this is me. Like you just, again, feel so seen. So as we kind of, you know, we prepare to wrap this up. I'm curious from your perspective, you know, you work one-on-one -on -one with clients. What are some of the shifts you're seeing in their, you know, their lives as they've started adopting more of these, you know, the principles, the understanding, the learnings, I guess I'd say of their designs, their authority, their strategy, like what are you noticing in people, the more they're starting to be mindful of their human design? Oh my gosh. It's like everything, honestly. Um, I, I had uh, someone the other day, she was actually just a friend of mine and she was like going through a really hard time. She was a, like a kind of a new friend. And she was like telling me about all these challenges that she was having. She's like, I have all these ideas. Like I have like books of ideas that I've kept throughout my life. I have journal upon journal upon journal of my ideas. She's like, and they never, I, I just feel like I can't get anything done. And like, I keep trying to push and make things happen. And like, nothing, nothing works when I push. And she's like a generator. She actually has this channel. That's all about um, having like massive downloads, but she's got it. Instead of following what all, when I say downloads, it's like these big ideas come through her probably all the time. Sometimes they're for her. Sometimes they're for other people. Um, and she's not meant to follow that energy. She's actually meant to trust her gut and listen to when her gut says yes or no on, on the, the ideas that come through and seeing what lights are up. And she's like, we talked the other day and she's like, oh my God, like, I feel like my life has changed because I was holding against myself, everything, all of these aspects of myself that I was like, you shouldn't be like this, or you shouldn't be like that or whatever. She's like, I, now I know that they are a part of me. And like, I feel like I can move forward and I don't have to judge myself. So I would say like, honestly, I just feel like people's lives transform because they get themselves better. And instead of having to look at ourselves through the lens of like comparison in society, like we start to open up to new possibility within ourselves and like 
we just see ourselves for who we are. We realize we're in a competition of one and that's like, you know, with ourselves to be as authentic as we can be for who, you know, to fight our own, our own ego that tells us we need to be a certain way or not. So I see a lot change and I know we only have a little bit of time left, but I would love to talk about a couple of things in your chart if you're cool with that and like just kind of hear how they land for you. I'd be delighted. <laughs> yeah. So you are an emotional generator. So we remember she's a generator. She's here to respond to the world and the environment around her. And she's emotional, which means that when she sees something that she wants to respond to, let's say an opportunity that comes up or she's like, she meets, sees Jess Bubco on Instagram for the first time. And she's like, oh, okay, I'm responding. That's something to respond to. She's talking about human design. I'm really interested in that. What you're going to, she's going to do is then come out of my energy. She's going to close down Instagram. She's going to feel into if she wants to reach out to me or not. So when I look at your chart and I'm going to try not to, to dive too deep into things other than what we've talked about, but there is kind of one or two things I would like to speak to. You are somebody who you might find that like emotionally, you kind of, your wave builds and builds and builds. And then kind of like you have an emotional burst doesn't mean that you emotionally like attack anybody, but you might find that you're like, okay, something just emotionally happened. I'm good. Something kind of pokes you again. You're like, I'm good. Something pokes you again. And you're like, okay, no, now I'm now my emotions are going to come out. And then with that, one of the ways that you can actually help to kind of curb that emotional wave when emotions come up is actually through physical touch and intimacy and closeness with another person. Does that resonate for you? Wow. I a hundred percent resonate with like all of it. And, mm -hmm. um, definitely the emotional burst. Like I, you know, you can ask my husband, I'm like, I, I oftentimes have wondered, is something wrong with me? Like the level of emotion that like, I think feel experience is like off the chart. So mm -hmm. yes. And, and what's really been interesting too, is when you talk about like the responding that, um, really resonates with me. Like I, I very much. So I think one of the biggest learnings I've had is like connecting to my body and the sensations that I experience and like reading them for information. And to me, it feels like it very much aligns to my human design and just like how I'm meant to operate. And the, I'm finding that the more I tune into like the, the feelings in my body, I guess. And, and then also like giving it some time, I'm experiencing like results in my life that came like that actually really didn't happen before. Or if they did, it was so much more effort, I feel like to get there, yes. but, um, that's just ease when I've started fighting how I'm meant to sort of move through this world. It's amazing. The things that I find, well, you said it, we all manifest the things that have been manifested in my life. When I stop resisting who I am. And that's been like the greatest gift of human design for me. I feel like. Amen to that. And it's interesting too, because you've got, um, something in your chart. It's a gate, the 19, which is like one of the most energetically sensitive and emotional channel, uh, gates in the chart. So you are somebody who is going to feel a lot more emotion. And so if you say to yourself, and you're going to be sensitive to other people's emotions. So if you say to yourself, oh, there's something wrong with me, I should make myself not feel. It's like, no, you're meant to feel like you are here on this earth and on this planet to feel and to feel deeply. And what creativity comes from you when you allow yourself to feel as deeply as you do? What sensitivity comes from you? You know, it's connected to, it's called the 1949, which is the channel of intimacy and connection. It's also very connected to the animal world. It's like, what starts to shift in you from this ability to feel deeply into people and animals and the environment around you? What does that make you want to change about the environment and the relationships and the people? Like, you are here with that energy because you're here to help us evolve that on the planet. You know what I'm saying? Like you're somebody who's meant to help us in those areas, maybe with intimacy and connection and relationship. Maybe it's with self, maybe it's with others, maybe it's with animals. Like you were born with that sensitivity for a reason. And if you had a parent who was like really uncomfortable with your level of sensitivity as a child, 
you were also purposefully born to that parent because they wanted to learn about that archetype of the 19 and emotional energy. So, you know, it's like, and with that as well, you know, I, I look at this, um, and you know, you're somebody who you're a four, six profile. And when we look at a four, six profile, um, the, we could talk about profile if you want to go into it in a personal reading, but you have what's called a sixth line and a sixth line's life is split up into three parts, zero to 30 ages, zero to 30. You are somebody who is going to try out potentially a lot of different stuff. You might not settle on a job, a career, a relationship. Uh, you might feel like you're constantly bumping into things. I remember I'm also a four, six. And I remember like all my friends were getting married and finding relationships and jobs they liked. And I was like, I hate everything. I've tried five different types of jobs. Like nothing feels like it's working out. Why can't I find a partnership? All this stuff. And it's like, well, six lines aren't necessarily meant to do that in the first year, 30 years of their life. You might, you might find something you love, but you might also find that you're just actually trying a bunch of stuff out and that's okay. That's what you're meant to do because the second part of your life, which you're in that 30 to 50 time frame, is actually all about healing, going inward, learning who you are, creating a foundation within yourself looking at all the stories you created from zero to 30 and healing and integrating all of that and really finding this stability within yourself and maybe not, you know, jumping off the roof and diving in and making the mistakes like you did when you were younger, but actually starting to observe other people and going, Oh, I don't have to do that. Like, I don't have to do it the way I did. I don't have to run full speed at this. I can do this differently because when you hit 50, you're like the wise sage. You come off the roof. You're like, I've had a lot of life experiences. I've been deep diving into myself. I've been learning about myself and I have a lot of wisdom to share. And even people, I think about Karen Curry Parker. She's a sixth line. I think about Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's a sixth line. These people who all of their life experiences have led them to this point that now they're in their fifties and sixties and they're leaders, you know, they're bringing forth all of these things that they learned from the earlier parts of their life. They kind of thrive a bit doesn't mean you have to thrive later in life. You could thrive your entire life as a sixth line, but there's this wisdom that comes from living as a sixth line. And as a fourth line, it's like your opportunities are going to come through your network. So make sure you're going and you're investing in the right communities with the right people and the right things um, because opportunity, you're meant to find opportunity through finding the, the relationships and communities that you feel really uh, deeply connected to. Okay, all I'm going to say is like, I'm, this is something hard to say. I think I'm speechless right now. Like I could <laughs> gush at how much accuracy and how much I deeply resonate and feel, uh, everything that you were just saying, it's actually pretty, um, like, again, I'm, I'm a little bit speechless right now. Um, I'm immediately booking a, a reading with you. Um, <laughs> please do. I would love to, I literally am, am like, almost at a loss of words, but Jess, this has been so good. Thank you for sharing your knowledge, your insight for anyone else that wants to learn more about you, wants to get a reading with you, wants to know about love your woo. What's the best way to find you? Yeah. Head over to loveyourwoo.com. Um, and you can find, uh, if you want to work with me, you can click work with Jess. Um, you can also head over. We've got a bunch of practitioners who, uh, you know, do a whole bunch of different things. I really, um, I've been studying something called the gene keys and it's a sort of facet of human design. And within the gene keys, it actually speaks to, there's something called the pearl sequence and the pearl sequence actually speaks to what you're here to do in the world in terms of like your vocation and your work, how you're here to grow it, the brand that you're out here to put out into the world. And I, um, in my gene keys, like I am here to help people awaken to who they are and start to really march to the beat of their own drum, find their individuality. And I absolutely love working with people who are in this place where they're like, I'm ready to wake up to me, especially if people are starting to want to step into uh, their own business or healing adventures, uh, you know, and doing into, if you're feeling called to any kind of work that incorporates intuition, I personally believe everyone's intuitive. Um, and that we're all meant to incorporate our intuition in different ways, which shows up all throughout our human design chart. You know, we we're breaking the paradigm of, I have to be a healer. I have to be a psychic intuitive medium. We're, we're actually understanding how does my intuition weave through what I, everything that I do. Um, 
And so with all of that said, if you're in a place where you're like, I am ready to really wake up to myself, I'm ready to be initiated into a new avenue and arena of my life. Like I am ready to, uh, you know, just like, I'm ready to get started. I'm ready to be activated. Uh, please connect with me. I absolutely love connecting with people and supporting them with that. We have um, people on the practitioner site, a lot of human design readers actually up there. If you're somebody who's like, I want to do get human design readings for my kids. I want to understand my children better. I want to, uh, you know, improve my relationship go over to our practitioners because we actually have a lot of practitioners who read human design in different ways. Um, so we've got a multitude of different ways to support you. Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed. I think this conversation has just grown my obsession with human design. I am like the biggest fan ever. Just like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. I hope that you gain some insight, some knowledge. This is definitely one of those episodes you're going to want to save, get your chart and then come back and listen to it because you know, you're going to pick up on things the more that you kind of understand your human design, but I hope that this helps you learn more about yourself and understand that you are meant to move through this world in a way exactly as you are, your design. So thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Wake Up Call podcast. If you liked what you heard today, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review. It takes just a few minutes and does wonders for helping other people find the podcast. If you want to connect outside of the podcast, you can do so by following at Alicia D. Hopkins on Instagram. And if you really liked the episode you just listened to, do me a favor. Would you screenshot the episode and tag me? I would love to see what's resonating with you. Thank you for joining me today. And I hope today's episode helped you to see that you can wake up to the change that's possible in your life. 